Welcome back to the Millennial African Podcast, the podcast where we learn, explore, and examine events from the perspective of the Millennial African. I bet you have wondered at least once in your life why Africa is behind on so many things. You know, in the social, economic, and political scenes, most African countries aren't getting it right when you compare it to Europe and North American countries. Colonization should have brought just that social, economic, and political development. So what went wrong? Would things have been better without colonization? Would there have been a real Wakanda without Europe's interruption of the continent's development? I mean, without the vibranium, of course. So today we'll delve into the profound and complex topic of colonial legacy and its impact. We will briefly look at how colonization happened, the intent behind colonization, And finally, in this episode, we will examine some of the social characteristics of African civilizations before they were impacted by colonization. Episodes 35 and 36 will cover economic and political impacts respectively. So let's begin. Human societal development has evolved in stages, you know, from nomadic hunting and gathering through um, rural agriculture production and then urban commercial production to industrialization and now we are in the post-industrial society colonization has existed in all these stages albeit on varying scales in the early stages like during hunting and gathering colonization as we understand it today did not care however interactions between different human groups have always happened migration trade and conflict are constant characteristics that have existed throughout our history. As Europe entered the commercial and industrial phases of their civilization, the need for migration and trade increased, leading to more conflict. This cycle partly fueled the expansion of European civilization, exploring uncharted territories worldwide. Africa's state of development during that same period was noteworthy. Civilizations existed not only in Northern Africa, but also in Sub-Saharan and Southern Africa. Trading routes spanned from North Africa to the South, showcasing towns, cities, kingdoms, and empires, such as, you know, the Benin State, the Malian Empire, the Songhai Empire, the Great Kingdom of Zimbabwe, and the Asante Kingdom. All these civilizations had social, economic, and political characteristics. If you find this difficult to understand, you might be comparing these civilizations to European civilizations. They weren't the same. These African civilizations differed from European ones, not just by geography, but by commerce, architecture, customs, class, communication, and even division of labor. And at the pinnacle of all of this was music, where African civilizations had reached, you know, unique spheres in drums and percussions. To start our examination, Let's look at six of the social characteristics of African civilizations before colonization. The first, cultural diversity. Africa boasted an incredible diversity of civilizations, each with its own cultural traditions and social structures. The continent was home to many different societies, including hunter-gatherer societies, city-states, and as I said, large state societies with diverse cultural traditions. The second is international trading networks. 
African civilizations participated in extensive international trading networks. For instance, some African states had established important trading routes to, you know, important trading relations with India, China, and other parts of Asia long before they were disrupted by European traders. The next is religious diversity. Ancient Africa was home to a variety of local religions and many societies were many societies worshipped several deities. Christianity and Islam were in different parts of the continent and were increasingly becoming popular before the 16th century. Social stratification is the next one. Many of the societies had a social hierarchy with different classes and roles. For example, in city-states, there were social stratifications in which some people were leaders, such as the king and queens, others were merchants, and then there were laborers and even slaves. Next is architecture. Architecture was mostly made up of indigenous resources, such as, such as grasses, hardwoods, bamboo, and even palm. Some architecture also made use of stones, such as the pyramids of Egypt, the stone structures of Great Zimbabwe, and even the Nubian pyramids in present-day Sudan. There is also art. Music, dance, and ornaments were prevalent in African culture, with small statues made of copper, bronze, and gold being common. The Benin bronze sculptures have recently dominated the art repatriation news cycle with activists asking for them to be returned to their home state of Benin in Nigeria. Indeed, water has no enemy. So, if you've made it this far, can you consider sharing the episode, you know, to somebody on your Instagram or WhatsApp or your iMessage? I'll really appreciate that. And I hope you are learning a thing or two. If you have any feedback, just send them to me, as always, at Aquabating on Instagram. Alright, now back to the episode. Let's fast forward to the late 19th century, a time when European powers embarked you know, on a relentless scramble for territories in Africa during the Berlin Conference of 1884 to 1885. This conference marked the beginning of an era where Africa became a chessboard for European powers, forever altering the continent's trajectory. This is how colonization legally happened. Mind you, before this legalization, the colonizers were fighting with each other and with Africans over trade and access to different resources on the continent. This Berlin conference is the how colonization happened. The conference gave the colonizing countries the legal power to inflict their views and way of life on the countries that they were given. It meant that Africa's development was halted and the colonizer's development was imposed. Indigenous knowledge transfer was stopped and replaced with European chosen knowledge that was deemed more advanced. So now, here are the impacts of this legalized colonization on the social characteristics of the existing African civilizations. The same, in the same order, on cultural diversity. Cultural diversity somewhat still exists, but not as prominently and is mostly unrecognized internationally. Clothing, outfits, you know, food, music, 
are more westernized now. Afrobeats, it's working to reclaim African music identity. Family system have also taken a hit and festivals aren't celebrated as much. Second is international trading networks. Trade between African countries is far less than trade with non-African countries. According to Eurostat, the EU is the largest partner for both exports, about 36%, and imports, about 33%, for African countries. Trade among African countries accounts for 15% of exports and 16% of imports. So local trade now is mostly influenced by imported products. Religious diversity. The worship of deities has reduced massively and Christianity and Islam have dominated now. The percentage of indigenous religious worshippers has drastically decreased along with the decrease in other cultural practices. Social stratification. Most of Africa's social strata now conforms to global standards with pockets of old cultural strata still existing. For instance, chieftaincy and monarch systems still exist but arguably not as modern as Western systems. Kings and chiefs no longer have as much power as they did pre-colonization, with countries now adopting constitutions and trying to be democratic. Architecture. African cities now mostly attempt to mimic modern European cities, you know, often using composite materials like cement blocks and indigenous materials and resources hardly feature in modern architecture, especially in big cities and towns. Art. Besides modern music, most traditional music has not achieved international mainstream success. Percussions have been modernized into popular music, but ornaments and arts haven't seen the same success. Only a few African artists have managed to become internationally recognized and successful without the infusion of Western artistic elements. Every society changes, including non-colonized societies, but colonization made it legal for colonizers to impart their way of life, either through force or exclusion, forever changing the development course of the colonized. For Africa, without colonization, there definitely would be more cultural diversity, there will be different social stratifications, more trade among itself, the borders would definitely be different, the architecture would also be different and hopefully there would be a better way of life for the people. Besides these rather particular examples, the simplest social impact has to be the systematic stigmatization of the colonized people. It is also noteworthy that colonial legacies haven't only impacted Africa. In North America, Australia and New Zealand, social, economic and political characteristics of indigenous people have almost been non-existent. Activism is trying to bring some of that back now. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think and tell other people about this podcast. As always, you can reach me on Instagram at Aquabaden or just search for Millennial African Podcast. Stay curious, stay engaged, and stay tuned. I'll talk to you again soon.